0: Hey guys, it's Stephen here from Streamplay Dial. I'm here with my co-host Simon, and uh, we're here to bring you another podcast on the news of esports and the gaming industry. If you haven't heard of us before, we have a combination of ten years of gaming experience. And uh, for me personally, I've been a professional gamer for uh, the Fnatic team for about two years, and for StarCraft Two, it's one of the best teams, and still currently the uh, one of the largest franchises in the world. Afterwards, I transitioned to Curse, which is known for Curse Voice. They're now bought off by Twitch and Amazon, and they're, they're, Curse Voice is mostly used for League of Legends and other mobile games. And now I'm working at Streamplay.io uh, as a marketing manager and also um, basically any any sort of operations and PR is on my side as well. Uh, hey guys, I'm Simon, <clears throat> back in university, I did a few years of competitive WoW
1: Arena. Three versus three, um, played a few tournaments, and um, for the EU region, I was in the top, I would say, at least five for three versus three teams. Um, after university finished, I went straight into the gaming industry, started off doing marketing, uh, like Stephen did that for roughly two or three years, and then I moved over to the product side of games. Um, have also been doing that for a few years, slightly longer than marketing. Um, uh, all of the games I've been doing have been mobile games, um, and a few online browser games.
0: Yep. That's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. So let's jump straight into this, uh, this week's topic. I want to talk a little bit about the, uh, new investments into some of the esports teams. There's a bunch of major news that came out this past week, as well as, A uh, a little bit more about how the uh, streaming industry is working right now between two of the biggest uh, hitters in the industry, which are uh, YouTube Gaming and also Twitch TV. So um, without further ado, let's uh, jump straight into the uh, Cloud9 investment uh, recently actually by FunPlus, which is our parent company at the moment. Um, I thought that was very interesting uh, as a move uh, in terms of Investments from from us um, because one well, we don't really have a lot of esports presence, but also two it was just uh, a lot of the deals were done you know quite quickly and I I thought it was very really interesting in, in in the steps that we took uh, versus uh, someone else that you know gets in like a, like a, maybe potentially like an artist or a music artist like uh, Stevie Oki O'K, for example um, but definitely. Uh, this this investment itself, I think it was a great milestone because I personally sort of helped a little bit in terms of doing a little bit of research and I got the team and us together to talk about the deal a little more. So I thought this was a fairly good investment. I'm kind of interested in what comes after the investment, and that's that's the sort of thing that we see a lot in the uh, esports industries. You have a lot of personalities, you have a lot of um, stars, teams invest into these esports teams, but there's not very much, I feel like, inv- involvement with the teams afterwards to uh, make sure that these teams are going to the direction of the investors. And I, I feel like that's really contradicting compared to the our traditional investments where investors into a company, they typically are on the board of directors and they will help you or they will tell you their direction, the way they want some certain things to be done to made the company successful. So what do you think about this in terms of um, the difference between the traditional investments versus the, the esports investments that we're seeing now? Well, there's going to be – well, if you look
1: at in, uh, traditional investments versus kind of esports investments, one of the biggest differences you could think about immediately would be for traditional investment firms – they would generally have a person or a group that is in charge of a specific field that knows about that field very very well that does the investment on behalf of the company or if you're an investor a investor in a traditional uh, field you would have expertise in whatever you're investing in but for eSports the people doing the investment be it a company or an individual they don't have as much Experience in this field or there aren't that many people in the world that have that much experience in this field Um, you do have however managers themselves starting teams that have been in the industry for a while that are investing in their own team so this is kind of another topic but investment money coming from outside entirely outside of the team um, those people don't have as much experience but however they do have There's a lot of data, you could say, on esports at the moment, how it's growing very rapidly. Its valuation is going to increase tremendously by 2019, 2020, and it's going to be a few billion dollars by that time. There's also the talk of um, how there's many areas of esports where people can make or the investors can potentially make money off of in the future or the teams can potentially make money off of in the future in terms of, say, uh, well, let's just split it into four groups, probably ticket sales, sponsors and advertisements, um, um, general merchandise sales, uh, what else is there? Anything?
0: Uh, I think like franchising more or less. So they're, like they're, it's like the a lot of it comes down to for esports, like as a team, it's a lot of it's like branding, right? Like the brand mm-hmm. power is really shown like everybody knows what Coca Cola is, but not everybody knows what like, I don't know, like Cola, which is a Chinese knockout brand of Coca Cola essentially. You you won't know that what mm-hmm. that is, just purely from a brand power. So there's a lot of reach, like social media reach for example, and the 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 amount of the amount of People that knows or recognize a brand, I think that's that's a very important mm-hmm. asset as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, that being said, there's there's loads of ways that the investors can potentially make money back from in the future, um, and that is what they're looking at. They're taking a risk, as did early investors in, uh, let's say, uh,
0: what's that video thing? What do you What do you mean? Uh, like, are you talking about like gaming or? Talking
1: about, uh, what's that called? Snapchat? Oh, like Oculus? Or oh, VR? yeah, Oculus, VR, the early investors in VR, they didn't really make their, the early investors didn't really get their money back. I would say only a few did, but the investors that came in a few years after the technology had already been developed or was starting to get developed maturely, um, those investors made more money than the very early investors, um, or the investors, into it's, it's the same case with investors into um vr games or ar games there are a few successful ones out there but the technology is not as good as it sh- can be let's mm-hmm. say in the early stages of that technology it's the same with esports now the in- early investors are taking a gamble they're probably at the early middle phase right now um but they want to get into this industry as fast as they can before the industry matures so they have first say and first bit dibs on the best teams,
0: so th- that's a big thing. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Shark Tank. You know how basically they have the products ready and they go present to the to the guys at the Shark Tanks and they basically get like an offer on, I'll invest into like half a million dollars into your company, you give me thirty percent of your share and so forth. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's something that's very similar. Where you talk about how they're not very familiar with the industry, which Shark Tank guys probably won't as much but what they do know is the the way products work where the sales the numbers come in but i feel like it's a little different than what is now the investment to esports because esports is such a it the franchise is so different than a normal like i would say like football basketball team in a sense where you know a, a lot of times the brands the way the way brands are prom, the promotions work is maybe like it's it's not necessarily about the team that wins the most. It's about teams with like maybe potentially the most fans or a teams with the most amount of cool streamers that everybody watches. You know, it's it's things like that. It's it's quite different than just purely skill based, like how I feel like if you play basketball, like you probably don't know the guys that play like the fun 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 side of the basketball compared to someone like Steph Curry, uh Draymond Greens, things people like that. So it, it's quite different, just in terms of the dimension of uh, esports and the investments and the way people, things are getting done. And I, I feel like that's the aspect that a lot of the investors are not going to be very familiar with. But also, it might, in my opinion, it might actually open up like a new opportunity. Let's say uh, for for these kind of investors that are not very familiar with esports in general, they might hire somebody who's actually a lot more. Uh, Invested, they've been in the esports industry for such a long time that they know a lot more about what what kind of number is right, what kind of number is not good, what is what needs to be achieved at certain points for a good investment or good return and so forth. So, I think, I mean, I I, I like that the investors are putting money in, but I just want them to you know have some sort of transparency. Like they right now in esports, there's no really transparency like what goes in what goes out and so forth and uh, there there, I feel like there needs to be some sort of transparency that says okay well so what's what's the level of involvement with the investors or what are they actually really getting and uh, these, these are kind of information that's not really available compared to how a traditional investment works which is I will give you this much money and in five years you pay me back however much Thirty percent, or let me own twenty, thirty percent of your company, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely, I think that's 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 the goal, at least, to have some sort of simple transaction tr- trade between the investors and the current teams. And uh, yeah, so with that said, I feel like we're kind of diving mm-hmm. in and not really knowing exactly what is going on. So I feel like we will actually, uh, for I think. The podcast after this next one in the upcoming few podcasts we'll invite actually one of the board of directors of investors for from Cloud nine to come up come on uh his name is Dan he's v p of, of growth i think or something yeah. so he will uh he'll actually come up uh come coming our podcast in the near future we'll we'll hear his opinions and hear get some more insights some insights from him um there are involvement with Cloud9, what sort of things investors are looking for for Cloud9. And um, well, let's move on to the uh, next topic. I know this is quite fast this week, but we want to save the best part for, for later with the someone who is a lot more, uh, has a lot more experience at least in terms of investments into this kind of industry. Um, so again, next topic, we'll talk a little bit about how YouTube and Twitch are, I feel like are officially at war here. Um, YouTube actually recently announced that they basically acquired the ESL Counter-Strike uh, league and also the ESC, I think it's, that's the that's another one of the biggest uh, Counter-Strike leagues out there next to E-League. And uh and knowing that Twitch is not only for gaming but it's the it's the place where people watch esports. Uh, I th- I feel like I heard uh Saw a lot of Blizzard promotions onto Facebook Live, but I feel like that was not as nearly as successful as it uh, could have been compared to some the things that uh, YouTube is doing, which is basically directly acquiring license rights and publishments, uh, published rights for the biggest Counter Strike uh, tournaments out there for online viewing purposes. So. That, this, this is going to actually, I, I, I think it will bring a lot of users from Twitch TV over to um, YouTube just purely from these leagues alone. Even though they're quote-unquote only like a few leagues out of many leagues going on throughout the year. Uh, it's the first step that YouTube basically took as a drastic step to acquire, uh, acquire organizations to stream onto their platform instead of Twitch.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's definitely the right direction YouTube needs to take. If you look at Twitch and YouTube, YouTube is kind of seen as a general uh, video broadcasting or video platform with all kinds of stuff, whereas Twitch, if you think of Twitch or if you want to watch gaming videos, you're going to think of Twitch straight away pretty much. It's the place for games, whether live games or streams or videos, um, whereas YouTube doesn't have that appeal directly to gamers. Um, so... YouTube, by acquiring ESL and ECS, they are able to say, okay, if we have one of these uh, organizations hosting a game to watch the game or be part of it, you have to come to YouTube to do that. Um, So that's going to bring in a lot of new people, and it will also make YouTube become more of a game uh, hub, I would say, Um, and uh, more like Twitch... In that sense, which it is not now, so that's definitely a good step in the right direction
0: right no so yeah, um YouTube just acquired their uh, licensing right I think ESL and e c s will be really expensive to to actually buy the entire thing they only yeah. i think they only bought the yeah. the licensing right so it's they basically <clears> that the, the thing right now is with with almost any broadcaster in general um if you wanna do any sort of gaming related things, it's always on Twitch, right? Like mm-hmm. so Twitch basically has a monopoly and YouTube just says, Hey, well you're you're not a big shot in this industry anymore. We're going to basically buy out the licensing rights from uh all the organizers. Because the organizer all they care is about money. So it doesn't matter whether it broadcasts that's on Twitch or YouTube, whichever one, doesn't really matter to them. Mm-hmm. And um YouTube is that obviously offering them a lot more money to to do so, and Twitch is right now just says, "Well, we don't we don't really know what we're doing." So maybe uh, it, it, I think I think this is really the first step where YouTube just start starting a you know in the fight between the the gaming industry, YouTube is definitely definitely throwing the first punch to acquire uh, more users in a drastic way by just slamming money against uh, Twitch TV. Well it's definitely gonna be an effective way I mean like twitch is
1: gonna to have to come up with some um what's it called very very good ways to kind of combat this I mean they could even host their own tournaments which or they could start their own twitch eSports thing to combat the youtube deal but the rights as you said to host the tournaments on youtube is gonna or the license to host um the tournaments exclusively on the youtube is gonna be mean that Twitch is not going to be able to do so. So that's a lot of uh, viewers for any games they do that are lost.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, people are probably going to still watch things on on Twitch regardless. Yeah, that's for sure. Twitch has a monopoly for the longest time on the gaming industry and Again, like if you if you ever want to stream a game or stream any content, you want to go to first first go to Twitch TV. Just because they have Monopoly, they do whatever they say. They can do whatever they want. They don't even have a good give a good deal to you um, to make it fair. And and now YouTube is coming, in basically supported by Google. They're saying, hey, well, you know, if if you're just giving people terrible deals we're just going to steal all of your organizers to to us. So that's that's really what happened and um, content licensing hasn't for esports at least hasn't really been a thing until basically last year and uh, I, I remember this clearly because we had uh, I was working on a project called LiveCap TV which is uh, very similar basically the same as uh, Twitch clips. Uh, it's it's an add-on where you can add to capture clips onto Twitch from Twitch TV, and you can watch it immediately right after. And there was a lot of talk about content licensing coming up very very soon for various uh, league organizers or any sort of streamers, YouTubers, or I guess I guess Twitch Twitch streamers as well. So it's actually becoming increasingly important uh, for for these competitors to start buying out. Various leagues uh, for a higher price of money, and again, I think this is definitely really off caught, caught Twitch TV a little bit off guard just because they solely had their monopolizing part. They they were they're a lot more focused on making the community more or less engaging. So they they came out with like the Twitch Bits. They came out with Twitch, I think crates or something like that. They mm-hmm. also have the subscription and so forth. But what what they I personally feel like is since they've been sitting at the top, the only spot for the longest time, they stopped thinking about the competitors and here that's where um kind of went wrong with this part where YouTube basically is about to probably very like to buy out a bunch of deals for all of their uh, all of their organizers that are hosting their tournaments online and so forth. Maybe they'll buy out Riot's licensing which is probably going to be an insane amount of money but That would be something that, you know, if it comes down to it, that would be a very big source of where Twitch TV's uh, revenue is going to come from.
1: Yeah, more than revenue, it's going to be a massive source of their uh, kind of uh, viewership. But I still have a feeling like, if you look at Twitch, uh, if you look at the esports contests and tournaments um, for games such as League of Legends, um they're normally there's normally a live stream on YouTube as well as Twitch and if you look at the view numbers Twitch is going to have at least 10 times as many viewers concurrent viewers um compared to uh, YouTube um which is a huge difference i mean what YouTube needs to do um uh, better is kind of building itself as a platform for live streaming be it for games or anything for that matter because that's what it needs to do before it goes into exclusively gaming if that's what they want to do because YouTube in the mind of people is still a video uh, platform so it's it's already pre-recorded content that they can watch um, whenever they want whereas Twitch is live, there's, there's a difference, um, a massive difference between the two so youtube kind of needs to shape itself around that and then build on that in, build that into a gaming sort of hub um
0: so yeah yeah no i agree um so yeah i mean again twitch tv and youtube are shaped into what they want to be for the t- or what they what what people are presuming them to be as one is being a video hosting website the other one's live stream however we do need to take into consideration that YouTube has a much bigger user base than Twitch, um, even though you know you see like the numbers of streamers and the number of sh- uh, people watching are probably lower for YouTube compared to Twitch. Twitch has a bit much bigger community as a whole compared to Twitch t- uh, YouTube, yeah, compared to Twitch TV, and I just feel like that um, if if it, if it comes down to it. The gaming side is going to be very big, and the the only problem with Twitch TV I can see right now is they only do they basically they're 99% doing gaming. They're doing some like music stuff and stuff other stuff on the side, but it's not nearly as important as gaming. But for YouTube, you know, their content is everything. They have everything going on. Gaming is only part of their category, so they're basically focusing on taking out their, I want to say take out because it's 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 really means like a war between YouTube and Twitch. They're trying to take out Twitch TV just on one sector of their the industry that their their platform is focusing on. So I feel like it'd be a lot easier to convert people to stream on YouTube on various content and when you stream and watch, the more people watch this, maybe you want to, maybe there will, there will be a suggestion pop up and say, hey, look at, I see that you've seen the Dota 2 videos, how about watch our Uh, this Dota 2 tournament that we have exclusive on YouTube, for example. So they are actually in the earlier stages compared to how Twitch is, but YouTube is definitely has, I feel like they have the capital to wage a war and get the bids to um, get popular streamers, get popular organizers to stream on their platform exclusively.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, another thing that you should take into mind is also how Twitch Twitch's product is compared to YouTube's gaming product. Twitch itself has a, a a far more advanced and more mature kind of interaction between the host and the viewers, which YouTube gaming currently doesn't have. So that's also something that um, YouTube or YouTube gaming need to do if they want to go into this area. They need to build um, build more of in a uh, a thing for players to kind of viewers to interact with the hosts, so that's something they're lacking strongly on
0: right now yeah definitely i mean it's it's still relatively new to them. I think it will if they really want to focus on it they will their product will probably be equal to twitch TV. I think in you know, one of the articles I've read so far, it says there's not really a lot of differences between YouTube and twitch, except like twitch clips and some of the small little bits of rewards and systems that uh, Twitch has maybe there's like a difference in overlay that Twitch might be a little more optimized and so forth, but I think this is like a really good first step to kind of just show that YouTube is pretty serious about the gaming. They're not gonna go away like how the Google Hangout was basically a failure versus Facebook. They're probably going to stick with their guts on this one for at least a few years to see what Twitch does. And again, Twitch is I I, I like Twitch TV. I like the I like the platform itself. But I feel like their their decisions, their the way their their mindset is working is quite, I'll say a little bit arrogant in a way where they're just monopolizing everything to the point where they don't really care about their competitors, what they do. Uh, they don't care about something until it gets big. Um, that's that's uh, from experience in the past where uh, LiveCap TV and Archa.tv uh, and Plays.tv we basically all have the similar features of doing Twitch clips. Gets you know hundreds, thousands, and millions of views, uh, very, very easily. And you know until until our products basically kind of blow up in the Reddit community, within all the other communities, Twitch TV didn't take a single step in making this kind of product. I mean, for them, probably take like half a half a month to make, because they have the API, they have their own system internally. Um, so again, Twitch has a, I, I, this is kind of an example of why Twitch has sort of an arrogant uh, mindset where they don't really care of what happens or if or whatever competitors come in until they become big enough to be a threat. And I feel like YouTube is already doing doing that so that, um, they're, they're already throwing the punches without Twitch TV knowing so that in the future where I feel like if Twitch doesn't take immediate actions of locking all their contracts down with all their streamers and organizers and anyone else, they're going to start losing a lot out on uh, viewerships and uh, a lot out on uh, basically money. And they're, they're probably going to be driven out of competition very, very quickly if they're not very careful with YouTube. Because again, YouTube is backed by Google. They know exactly what they're doing. They're very very strong, very competitive and they have a lot of money basically Google versus Amazon once again but I I feel like this time Google is going to I guess Google and YouTube will have a much uh, higher chance of succeeding compared to how they were with um, you know basically Google Plus and Facebook
1: yeah definitely Um, and both these teams will have to react especially YouTube um, because the industry is growing really quick, and the next few years will definitely matter. If you can get a foothold in the industry, um, especially with the different games, the different streamers, the different um, tournament organizers, you can potentially get a very strong grasp of eSports and the eSports industry. Because if you look at it now, there's probably there's Twitch, like you said, uh, which is in the streaming live um, st- streaming industry, and there's not really anything else apart from YouTube, which is coming in. So these two companies, over the next few years, you're going to see who's going to come on top in this war, like you said.
0: Yeah. So I guess yeah. With that said, it's a uh, let's wrap it up a little bit. Um, definitely a going to be a see a fierce battle between YouTube and Twitch for sure. Um, and then there might be, you know, when, if the problem is with Twitch, if Twitch is focusing on mainly on YouTube, for example, there might be other sort of platforms that, that may arise in the West, uh, similar to how it is right now in China, which is actually ridiculous. I think there's several hundred streaming platforms in China on various lifestyles, games, and so forth. And it, it will become a bid war where some streamers in China, I think they're going to pay tens of millions of dollars to stream on a certain platform for a year and so forth so it's it's quite crazy in terms of the competition the struggles in in china so i th- I think youtube's first step is leading the whole industry as a whole to have more competition to make sure that you know one basically one company can't monopolize over the the industry itself and that's and I feel like that's very healthy i mean it promotes good product it promotes a lot of healthy competition. It divides the viewers a little more, gives them more options to check out different platforms as well. So I, I feel like personally, this is this is really good as a first step to the streaming industry. But and I, I think it will be really good for Twitch to kind of start to realize and be more more alert of their competitors as well in the future. So yeah, with that said, do you have any uh, final closing thoughts for us, Simon?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at China, like you were just saying, it's a massive... Massive market and there's, I would say, the competition is even more fierce than what is going on between the big companies overseas. There's hundreds of companies um, battling out to kind of take the gaming industry. Of course, there's top companies within the gaming industry for live streaming tournaments as well. But these companies are dishing out even more money than the... Companies in the West are dishing out these companies just for having a single streamer within a game. They're probably paying the guy a few million dollars a month, uh, a year, yeah, over be, a year. A few million really dollars crazy. a year. Yeah, a few million dollars a month would be insane. I'd go become a streamer then. Yeah. But like yeah, and um, I, I I would say this isn't happening in in the West. So. Um. YouTube could kind of take this opportunity to kind of come up with creative ideas, whereas Twitch kind of needs to look out for, look out for obviously what YouTube is doing at the same time, but also um, newcomers, newcomer companies and what they're doing as well, because they can be sneaky.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of platforms that are they're actually not very popular right now in, in the West, but I think they will become increasingly popular. as uh, There's going to be more of a... Uh, acceptance of third-party or non-mainstream streaming platforms in the future so with that said um, I know this is a kind of a short podcast this time uh, but we're actually going to record we're actually going to uh, interview another professional gamer tomorrow on a different subject and uh, we'll probably publish that by Mm -hmm. Monday of next week which is like the April second, April thirtieth. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. With that said, again, thank you guys for you know checking out our podcast and listening, tuning into our podcast. We uh, really appreciate your time. And hopefully, yeah, if you have any feedback or any uh, suggestions on what you want to hear or any ways to improve our podcast, definitely let us know. And again, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Streamplay Dial. We're Stephen and Simon, and uh, we hope you have the Great rest of your day.